Welcome to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun on the web and around the world. Life Tips President Byron White talks to the latest trendsetters about strategies to grow your business. Editor Melanie Nayer interviews celebrities and expert writers on their tips for making life enjoyable and entertaining. Now, please welcome this week's Life Tips host, Byron White and Melanie Nayer. Welcome, everyone, to the Life Tips Weekly Show. Happy to have uh, you with us today. We have an interesting guest uh, with joining us today, John Eckmeyer, who's the Vice President of Public Programs and Education at the Canadian Management Center in Toronto. Before we introduce John, Melanie, how are you? Hi, Byron. How are you? Fabulous. You've had Any... a little bit of a busy day today, haven't you? <laughs> well, I guess so. My wife and I are moving to a new house. Are you uh, ready which... to officially be a suburbanite? You know... If, if no, I'm not. <laughs> Basically, we're 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 about a driver and nine iron from the city. I'd like to think. <laughs> so, with a couple of minutes of driving just over the speed limit, uh, we can be in the city in a few minutes. So we don't feel like it's truly suburbia. But but yes, it's a neighborhood and and uh, and it is in the burbs. So I guess it's it's what's what it, it is what it is. Have you experienced the suburban lifestyle? Absolutely not. <laughs> Do you have any desire to? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm Could afraid my wife falls <laughs> in your camp. <laughs> yes, I think that she does, but she was excited about the new house. It's big. It's got closet space. There's something to be said for suburbia, you know? Exactly. And, and I'm a barbecue fanatic. Right. In fact, can you work on some barbecue tips for the I show? I absolutely for can. I absolutely can. You know, speaking of tips, Byron, mm. if you're trying to find shortcuts into the city, because mm. you're undoubtedly going to hit traffic on the Mass Pike, even if you do buy your little moped, mm. one of the things you can do is when you go to MapQuest or Google mm. Earth mm. and do directions from your home to the city, make sure that you choose your... Uh, um, send to phone feature on the mapping site and input your cell phone number and all of that information, including shortcuts, shortest route, and time distance traveled will go directly to your phone. Mm. That way, while you're driving, you can be looking at your phone because that's a very safe thing to do. Maybe you can put, maybe some listeners actually and or some of your team members might be able to tune us in and where we can convey it to, to the audience of really good uh, sort of traffic status monitoring updates via cell phone. Well, that's what's great. If you actually if you have a Motorola phone, they'll do that automatically for you. Mm. You can plug in directly to what is called the Motorola Road Trip website where you type mm. in all of your information now and Motorola will send you traffic updates directly to your Motorola cell phone. Wow. That is a value add. Isn't How about it? the iPhone? Anything interesting? I haven't found trip? anything about that, but you know what I did read? I did read from one of uh, Boston's probably best-loved tech bloggers, Hiawatha Bray over at the Boston Globe, that you know the iPhone is great, except that it's lacking the GPS feature. Interesting. And you would well, think a phone with all of that would also have GPS, but in fact, it doesn't. Have you seen the wind-powered uh, uh, mobile phone rechargers? No. Oh, yeah. As in solar energy wind power? Oh, yeah. Wow. Go to, go to got, G-O-T, wind, W-I-N-D, dot org. There's my, there's my hot tip for you for the week. <clears throat> it's a company called Orange Mobile Wind Charger, and uh, it has a bracket that you can actually mount to the top of your tent. <laughs> for all of us that have tents. 
you know, unlike solar charging systems, <laughs> you know, this is a wind. It basically stores and collects energy while you're out catching fish. Uh-huh. So you can so you can check in and and uh, you know beam back the results of your fishing expedition to your. So this your, is not going to work while I'm drinking a glass of wine in my apartment <laughs> in the city. <laughs> uh, if it's a windy day down on the waterfront in Boston near where you I can live, go, right? I can walk a couple blocks of the water and. Well, I'm thinking, I mean, you know the awnings they have over at, like, Joe's Bar and Grill on the waterfront down near the sail loft down there? You, you hoist your little charger on the top of the, <laughs> on the, top of the myself a gazebo. solar power up my cell phone. <laughs> and I'll just be able to contact you 24-7, even on the weekends, thanks to, <laughs> thanks to wind power. <clears throat> well, Mel, any other tips for us? We, we, we've got some new segments. We're changing the format of the show slightly and going to dive right into a, a nice, uh, nice, tidy 30-minute show, Mel and I think. Um, are you excited about that, Mel? I am excited about that. I think our users will be as well. But we're going to try to get Mel to really pull from our archive for any listeners out there that understand Mel and his iterative life tips, can you imagine more than a hundred thousand tips passing through your your uh, your your uh, your eyes in the last year and a half, two years, however long it's been? God, has been it here? been that long? It's been too long. I, it's, it's, it's amazing. I need a raise. But it's been a. <laughs> it's, I gave you one. The um, the uh, but but very exciting. So what, what's what's the hot tip of the week you have for us? Or was that it? I liked the cell phone one, Byron. Apparently you didn't, so next one I'll come up with a better one. <laughs> well, you said gadgets earlier, and I'm like, okay, that, that's that. Okay, we just have to, we need like uh, some music intros to here's the tip of the we're week. Gonna get that, we're going to get that going. Okay. We're going to get enough. that going. But I, I think that with the whole, uh, you, if you have a Motorola phone, Motorola will send you traffic updates. I think, yeah. I think that's a very valid tip. That's you hot. just have to go to MotorolaRoadTrip.com, type in your information, and you are set to go. With including GPS from Motorola. So I'll be. Uh, I'm going to dive into the interview that I'm going to do this week with John and, and uh, Mel. You'll be on next week for an interview with with somebody that you line up. Absolutely, I will. We'll fear you well until then. All right, you got it. Have fun, Byron. We'll talk to you next week. Right on. Thanks, John. Hopefully you're you're on the line and have joined us now. Are you with us, John? I'm with you. I'm fascinated. <laughs> Well, we move quick around here, and thanks yes, for uh, thanks for your interest in our show. Oh, that's great. Um, let let me first compliment you, John, on uh, on the organization that you have in 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 your debut on our show here. Mm-hmm. Um, I could really literally fall asleep at the wheel uh, as 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 a as a uh, as a host of the show today because you've prepared some lovely questions and and um, I'm going to throw you a curve at you. I'm not going to ask any of the questions that you've presented for the show because I'm going to really want you to think on your on your foot here. I can right. tell you're a sharp individual just by looking at your your promotion you sent out. But tell us a little bit, John, about the uh, Canadian Management Center in Toronto. Uh, and, and your role there, and, uh, and then we'll dive into some questions that you did about communication, which is really what today's topic is all about. That's right. Well, Canadian Management Center has been around for 40 years or so. We are the, the best way to describe it is the Canadian branch of the American Management Association, which is a, a huge global organization that has uh, offices of five different training centers in, uh, in the U.S., uh, ourselves in, in Toronto, another one in Brussels, and uh, a few more in Asia. And uh, we're just a management training company that uh, specializes, I guess our soft spot would be in the soft skills, not necessarily technical things and, and like that. That's the, the, the realm of other, uh, other places. But we talk about how to get better as managers, and, and that can range across something like 100 different courses that we offer people. 
here's my opening questions for you, and I think this might really help drive home the realities of of uh, of, of of the of the area that you play in here. Sure. What are the consequences in your mind of poor communications? Well, the consequences of poor communications, I suppose you could start off on a cosmic scale and say the state that the world is in right now. Um, <laughs> many, many situations uh, can be avoided if uh, uh, you have uh, uh, been able to communicate well. And uh, as I think I said to you in my notes, that uh, probably the key area that you, you uh, uh, can uh, do better in is in listening, because people... Uh, don't listen very well, as, uh, and and therefore they don't hear what you're saying, and sometimes you don't say what you're what you're meaning, and you end up with misunderstandings, and therefore a lot of uh, a lot of problems in business and in life in general. So let's take the quote bad habit of of, of poor listening skills. How mm-hmm. long do you think it takes to change that bad habit? <sighs> okay, so you're not going to answer the questions that uh, or ask the questions that I sent to you. It, it depends I'm on the person. You know, like, we, have, we have a course that if you're listening that lasts a few days, and from that can come some principles that can change a person pretty quickly. The problem is that they can go back to their their business or or, or go back to their wife in my case and and revert to their bad habits fairly very quickly because they're they're kind of ingrained, you know. And so to 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 really change a a, a, a an inferior listening style could take months of hard work. Before we get into the whole web communication world, and remember we have a lot of web communication, I want, I want to harp on this habit thing for a second. Sure. Now, in my uh, educational uh, uh, you know, venue that I've, that I've traveled through in many different dimensions throughout my life, I was sort of under this premise that it actually takes about three months to, to change a habit, particularly a, you know, a habit like uh, even a physical addiction, yep. like a smoking or a... Uh, uh, you know, uh, a habit of saying the same phraseology, which drives people crazy, you know, in, in your in your general dialect. But when 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 your your students go through your classes and you're you're offering different ways to change, a, you know, uh, your behavior pattern, you know, how do you coach people on changing that habit? Is it something you need to focus on every day and 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 have somebody looking over your shoulder, or you know, tell me how you go about the change of bad habit? That's an absolutely super question because uh, what we believe is that uh, a person cannot just come to, let's say, a, a course that lasts for a day or two or three and walk out a completely changed individual. Uh, and one of the reasons for that is, is what you've talked about is it takes weeks in, in order to change a, a habit and, and have something else become natural. But secondly, of course, that person goes back into an environment that hasn't changed, right? Uh, not, not the whole company has been on that same course, so they don't necessarily all agree with the same principles or techniques or whatever. And so you can get to, uh, sucked back into that same old environment. So what we're doing at Canadian Management Center, as is the, the AMA in the U.S., is moving to a, a, a new kind of business model that's called blended learning. We're still, as what we, we refer to as the heavy lifting, the heavy lifting is done in, in what, what's called instructor-led training, or ILT. It takes place in a classroom, generally speaking. And that's where the, the, the principles are first uh, uh, developed, discussed, and sold to an individual. And coming out of that, that, uh, that, that course would be a personal commitment to, to make some changes in, in some areas of the life. Then what we recommend is that they also then... Uh, uh, hire a coach, could be from us or it could be from some other place, that will periodically review their contract or their commitment to change with them. It might just be a, you know, a, an hour every month or every couple of weeks or something like that, but it's somebody who, is, who, who understands what your issue is, uh, what your opportunity is, what you're committed to doing, and then they, they just reinforce it, 
in addition to that, of course, it's not just coaching. There's uh, particularly with the web, there's all kinds of e-learning opportunities that people can take advantage of, and and that's kind of the new world of training, and that's what we're moving to. It, it, tell me, do you, I'd like to hear some some tips or thoughts on what I want to refer to as sort of fun habit changing ideas. Um, you know, over the years, I've uh, had fun games, for example, that I play with my wife where we have to pay each other a hypothetical $5 every time somebody yep. does something that, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, are, are there fun habit-changing ideas that really work and that, that can, can, can help, help people, you know, make their communication skill better? Uh, yeah, I can remember one course that I was on recently where they took a picture of the class, right? And then what, what they told uh, me and the other uh, fellow members of the, of the class that uh, I should go back and I should call the people that report into me uh, into my office and show them the picture on, the, uh, uh, on, on my desk of my classmates and then tell them uh, what I was working on as a result of attending that, that course. Then if, my, if I reverted to my old behavior, they were allowed to come into my office uh, if I wasn't there and just turn the picture down so that it, so that it no longer exposed the, uh, the, the picture. So when I came back into my office, I saw that somebody had noted that I'd slipped back into my old behavior. So that was kind of a, a risk-free way of reminding me of, of uh, uh, the fact that I had, I had reverted to my old behavior. And I mean, there's, there's other things that, they, that we recommend and most responsible training organizations would also recommend, which is to let other people in on what you're actually working on. I mean, the, the thing is that you go on a course and uh, you realize that there's things you could do better. Well, you know what? You're probably the last person in the organization that has, has made that realization. Everybody else that works with you already knew that. So for you to go back and say, hey, you know, I, I took this, uh, this, this training, and coming out of that, I think I have some, some projects that I'm working on, and here they are. Well, the, whether you've got a picture as a device or, or you just, uh, just you honestly and authentically explain to people what you're trying to work on and, and, and then involve them as your kind of like coaches, whether they work for you or not, and, and say, please help me when, uh, if I'm doing it well or if I'm not doing it well. And, and it's, it's that simple. How hard is it to recognize a communication problem? How can we open our eyes to a problem we might not even know that we have? Yeah, that's, that's one that I, w- I would like to have the opportunity to, to, to think about because, uh, generally speaking, uh, when you've got an organization, that it's, uh, let's just assume that uh, the organization is operating at some low percentage, 60% or 50% or 40% of where they should be operating on in, in communication, and everybody's part of the process. Uh, you, you, uh, the, the first thing in a, in a business context is to uh, the... The lead has to come from the executive level. Many of the the uh, issues in communication probably can only can only be improved if uh, the people at the very top uh, start to to uh, uh, instill some principles. I'll give you an example. Recently, in our company, um, we uh, recognized that we had maybe an email problem, and so we changed the titling of our emails to to what the person was expected to do, to do as a result of. Uh, of, of having the email, so it would say uh, ACTREQ, action required. So when, when I get this thing, I realize that this is something that's, that's important. So the communication of the email has been, has been uh, assisted by virtue of the fact that, that the title has told me what I'm supposed to do, whether, whether it's me taking action or whether I'm just reading it for information. Another thing that, uh, that I found, uh, I spent the early part of my career at uh, Procter & Gamble, which was renowned for teaching people how to think through uh, teaching them how to write. And what they always basically said is that uh, you should always lead with kind of the objective of the communication, whether it be verbal or whether it be written. Uh, give, the, give the listener an opportunity to understand the context in, in, in which they should be uh, listening or reading. So 
if there was a recommendation, virtually every document at P&G started off, this recommends that. And, it would, and, and within the first uh, few seconds, the reader of the document would know why they're supposed to be reading the document. And then you would organize the com- communication on the basis of uh, the recommendation, the support for the recommendation, the budget, etc. So you're not beating around the bush. You're not uh, um, obfuscating with, uh, with uh, uh, um, things that aren't relevant to the communication. That's the quick answer that I can give you. Probably with more yeah, chance yeah, to think, I could a, a fantastic more. answer, and, and and also some fantastic tips there as well. Um, mm-hmm. I, my brains are cells are firing like neurons here. There are like a hundred questions that came to mind, but a couple of them really I think are interesting. It seems to me that that your institution is is really kind of on you know on 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 the discovery path for innovations in the whole communication industry. Absolutely. Has there really been some breakthroughs here in in, in how we communicate, and and what are the the outlets that that you're seeing in in how that innovation is finding its way in in the business world? Hmm. Uh, My answer would not be the one that you'd expect. I don't think that there are great innovations. There are technical innovations, such as email and things like that, but uh, Hmm. uh, as I was thinking about this uh, um, discussion, I was... Um, probably going to make the point as I will now that I think that that almost the reverse is happening that uh, that communication is getting worse and worse as opposed to better and better interesting your your formula that you were describing uh within within the email communication was 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 fascinating um, you know leading with objections and um, objectives so are we uh, isn't it time for a new type of communication within an email um, because let's face it it's it's very hard to uh, to uh, you know to transcend from a verbal conversation like this to a written script of of communication, and that's really what we're getting with emails, don't you think? Yeah, well, you see, to to me, uh, being of the older part of the baby boom generation, uh, to give you an indication of who I am, the uh, the email to me is merely a technical marvel. Uh, it is not a, a device that automatically improves communication, and you can treat an email just as as as, as a distribution mechanism as opposed to uh, any kind of new form of communication. You could you can as as we do, we put attachments on emails, or we take word documents and we we transfer them to to email, and it functions the same way. The problem is that people confuse the the speed of the of the distribution of the message with the speed of the composition of the message and they think that because this is a fast device therefore I can dash off emails and I've seen it happen uh, in my in my own life where people can start lobbing emails back and forth and when uh, and I've, I've you know I'm guilty of it myself but I always laugh when the person in the next office to me sends me an email because uh, it, it's just it's just so easy to do and it meets your uh, uh, own particular priorities as a as a sender, as opposed to the priorities of the receiver. Another thing that I, I, I sometimes marvel at is when people will tell me that that the email that I've received is urgent. Well, it's urgent to them, but probably not urgent to me, and I kind of ignore it, you know. Uh, but I, but my advice is for emails or anything else is to is to uh, compose. Think about what your objective is. Think about who your audience is. Then after you've thought about that, then write the email. Then look at it again and edit it and polish it and then send it off. And then the chance of that email uh, uh, actually accomplishing its objective is, is very greatly achieved. And you're not, you're not going to end up with two or three emails going back and forth where people are clarifying what you've, what you've said because you said it in a hurry. It's easy to, uh, to, to, to frown on, on the email world. You know, we, 
we hear the casual, you know, oh, I get bombarded with emails. But I want to ask you a question that it's a little, a little different spin, and it might be our f- final question for the day. We're trying to make these very compact um, sure. uh, podcasts that, that, that yeah. we get thousands of downloads from. But um, so correct me if I'm wrong, but we're, we're in, in the, in the fast paced um, email world that, that we live in today. Aren't we writing more, which is maybe a good thing, and aren't we reading more, which is perhaps a good thing? Um, isn't communication by default now a given uh, in just about any job role and function that you have? And, um, and isn't that making our overall society much better? No, I disagree with you on that. So we might have a, a lengthy discussion on this, but I, I think it's making it worse <laughs> because um, the, the studies show that, that communication is not just what you say. It's, uh, the, I think one study that I'm f- familiar with from the 1970s or something like that said that, that uh, the uh, uh, things such as uh, body language and, and your facial expression and your, your, uh, your, the, the way you carry yourself, the way you're dressed and things like that uh, are uh, um, twice as important as what you say. So you, uh, when you go to email, email is, is uh, I think they call it a very cold medium. It's icy cold. And uh, people are uh, reading it in a situation that you don't control, whereas in a, in a, in a face-to-face situation, you have some influence over, over the, the, the context and the environment. Uh, they're reading it in, in a mood that you're not aware of, that you can't sense by, by, by looking at them or by listening to the tone of voice and things like that. So you're only getting, let's say, 35% of the value of the communication in an email. And uh, uh, as a result, therefore, uh, your communication is, is worse than, than it is in a, in a face-to-face setting. That's, that's uh, a wonderful literal interpretation of the actual communication going on. But it, let, me, let me drive my point to you in this way. You know, yeah. With a name like Byron, you can see why I'm a bit of a romantic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, I believe in, in writing poems to my lovely wife, which we've joked about on the show before. And, yeah. and, and of course, remember you know, back in the day, and, and even Thomas Jefferson is a good example, um, you know, Thomas Jefferson had this interesting uh, philosophy um, that he would write a letter to somebody, and of course, this was in the day when, when letter writing was your form of communication with people that lived across the world, right, yeah. uh, or across the country or wherever it was. But he would he would write a letter, but he wouldn't mail it until the next day because he, right. he he didn't want his emotion at the time, you know, to to dictate whether he made a decision to send that 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 emotional response. And he actually didn't mail a lot of letter, letters. I don't know if you knew that. They later found them, and it would have gotten him in a lot of trouble if he had mailed those letters. <laughs> Letters at the time, mm. but but my point being, again, we're writing more. You know, uh, I remember even as short as fifteen, twenty years ago, there were many people that that just hated letter writing. Um, you know, their email wasn't in the picture. Um, you know, even even attorneys were using dictaphones, right? You know, sure. and their secretaries were madly typing the letters. Do you yeah. see my point? It's like. Maybe we are getting better at a society because of this communication we're being we're being shoveled in. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I, I understand uh, when you talk at the executional level. Uh, I'm talking more at at, at at the objective level, which is the, the why we're Got communicating it. in the first place. Now, I know that oftentimes when people get together and 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 they talk or they talk on the phone or or whatever, misunderstandings can occur then. But at least both parties can can can. Uh, paraphrase back. Is this what you're saying? Uh, I didn't understand that. Uh, or or right. why, why do you say that? And you get an interaction going back and forth. And I think, I think an interaction is better than a writing event followed by a reading event 
followed by a writing back event, followed by a reading uh, event, followed and like that. It, it becomes it becomes a, um, a not fluid, and because of that, I think that uh, uh, we have to be very very careful in terms of the. Uh, uh, the the things that we choose to use email for versus the things that we choose to use the telephone for or walk to the next office and talk about it. And 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 here's perhaps our another, one more final question because this is just so fascinating to me. Is there in the end of the day a diagnostic of the efficiency of a communication, uh, say platform within an entire company? And, and is that what your institution is really trying to to, to dive into? Wow. Well, we're not, we're not consultants, all right. So that that might be. Uh, outside the sphere of, of our influence and, and capability, um, you know, I got. But is there any diagnostic of the communication platform? Yeah, I, I, I actually don't know, and, and probably because, uh, as I say, we we deal with people who have been diagnosed already, and that's why they've been sent to or have chosen to come to the to, to the course. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know the answer. That's but don't you think there should question. be? I mean, in your experience, isn't there a way to to look at the communication flow? from, say, in a company, right, when a job was won and how that job processes through the communication that's involved with that tracking through and overall a health rating for that communication track when it's then finally delivered. Yeah. Well, that's a business opportunity. Maybe we should uh, explore that together. (laughs) Well, listen, it's been fantastic having you on the show today. Really appreciate your thoughts and ideas and your wisdom and your tips. Yeah, thanks very much. Indeed. And until next week, everyone, we'll, uh, we'll look forward to tuning, everyone tuning in next week. And thanks again for the opportunity to, to be on the show here. We appreciate your time and your effort. Best of luck at My the pleasure. fabulous Canadian Management Center, which, by the way, any listeners can, can uh, take a look at uh, what you folks are offering at cmctraining.org. Right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll uh, look forward to checking in with you next week. Bye.